When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Broncos Binge Podcast, a podcast for those who bleed orange and blue. This one's for John. Produced locally in Denver, Colorado. Now, here's your hosts, Rachel Strand and Dalton Coble. Hello, Broncos country, and welcome to the Broncos Binge Podcast, the Denver Broncos podcast made by fans for fans. I'm your host, Rachel Strand, and I'm also here with my co-host, Dalton Coble. So, the Broncos concluded their couple days of rookie camp this past week. For those not aware, rookie camp is kind of an exclusive few days for the rookies to come in and essentially get their bearings during a practice before the veterans come in. It also kind of serves as a mini tryout of sorts for other undrafted free agents as well as other free agents who have only been in the league for like a year or two. So kind of bouncing off of that, the Broncos brought in quarterback Ben DiNucci. I'm sorry, if you know the meme, you know the meme. But if you don't, I feel sorry for you. But Ben DiNucci for rookie camp. Um, I hope you get canceled for that. I'm not getting canceled. Do you not know the meme? I think the Cowboys no, I, fans no, started no, it. No, I, I, I do. I do. <laughs> okay. Bandanucci. Anyways. Um, Danucci kind of had a brief stint with the Cowboys before moving to the XFL's Seattle Sea Dragons. Uh, following the conclusion of the XFL's regular season, Danucci earned a tryout with the Broncos. And kind of a funny tidbit from that. But Danucci actually threw an interception in front of the Broncos team owners, and Sean Payton kind of made a quip to Danucci, pointing out that owner Greg Penner was standing there and said to him, you know, he owns Walmart, so if it doesn't work here, I'm sure there's a greeting opportunity somewhere at one of his local stores. So that was kind of savage, but I guess Danucci must have cleaned up his act a bit because... Uh, after that, Danucci did well enough in his audition to actually get signed by the Broncos following rookie camp. So, potentially expect Danucci to get some playing time in the preseason. The Broncos' schedule was also released this past week, and despite the utter misery that ensued last year where the Broncos played primetime football, the Broncos were given four primetime games in 2023. So, I kind of think that's low-key due to Sean Payton, and people are kind of intrigued by that, and maybe the Broncos hopefully, hopefully, knock on wood, will improve. But the Broncos' primetime games include the Broncos at the Chiefs, the Broncos at the Bills, the Vikings at Broncos, and the Patriots at the Broncos. So kind of an interesting slate there. The Broncos, I don't know about you, Dalton, but... Those first two games are a little terrifying. So our first It's two, not going well. Our, it's not it's not it's not going well. <laughs> our first two primetime games are a little scary, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, but uh, we might depending on how those two games go, we might get flexed out of one of the two remaining ones. So let's hope that we actually put up a fight, you know? Cuz it seemed like in some of those, especially the Christmas Day game, 
that kind of technically that counts as a primetime game, but we basically just laid down and like accepted our fate. That was one of the that do you do you remember that game, Dalton? Us playing the Rams. <laughs> no. Stop yeah, I, I like chose no. to forget it. It was it was arguably one of, if not the worst Broncos game I have seen since I have been born. The Rams weren't doing much last year, and they dropped like 50 on us. We let Baker Mayfield oh, drop 50. Oh, no. Like, come on. Anyways, I'm going to go ahead and repress the rest of that because I don't want to talk about it. So, yeah. Um, any Anything else, Dalton, news-wise? Kareem Jackson got signed back to a one-year deal once again. Yeah, I don't know about you. I don't. But I, I, like I don't Kareem. know if he'll. I don't know if he'll stay. I don't know if they'll keep him. I mean, why not? I don't know. He's old, and the the safety we drafted last year, we can't carry six safeties in. <laughs> Maybe this one. Is... One's one's gonna go. One's gonna go. Yeah. Um, or it'll two be... are gonna go. I don't know who's gonna go. It'll be interesting. I mean, did I'm trying to remember what did I know? We suffered some injuries at that position last year. I know Justin Simmons. Justin Simmons was out for a little bit, so I don't know. All I know is Caden Stearns has got to be feeling pretty crummy, but he's probably waiting in the wings, ready to go if Cream Jackson kind of underperforms. True. True. So it'll be interesting. That's kind of a flying under the radar position to watch. And allegedly, Javante Williams will be ready for training camp. That's also good news because I was completely assuming the worst with that because it we hadn't really heard I'm, much. I'm I'm still not not fully on board with it. I mean, I would prefer the Broncos kind of like very delicately reintroduce him back, like. Have Samaje P. Ryan be the kind of running back one, and then I guess give Javante like increase his snap count week by week. But I would be very treat like kind of wrap him in bubble wrap a little bit, wrap Javante in bubble wrap. Definitely don't put him in the workhorse bell, he's not ready for that. I mean, I don't think he's ready for that. Not many running backs have come back from this type of in- injury year one, year one back. Thing is, I think he totally could have done it, but the fact that he suffered an ACL injury that really put a damper on his chances of doing that. I also, it's kind of a personal feeling, but I'm more of a fan of the running back by committee approach where it's like one or two backs splitting splitting the run load there um uh, I mean Samaje Pirine and Javante Williams they kind of have similar styles they're both kind of bowling balls um maybe I can't I have I'll have to look at the roster but it would be maybe interesting to have kind of a super speedy running back or something like that so we have a bruiser and Javante and then some sort of a speedy guy um but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they reintroduce Javante back into the offense. There could be a, another running back on the market soon. Oh, you talking about Dalvin Cook? Yeah, he's most likely gone. 
But do like we... I think it's all but confirmed that like if they if they can't trade him, he'll probably get cut. I think maybe I'm stupid. But what kind of contract is he gonna demand though? Uh, I don't know. Exactly. I'm not on board with paying running backs high money. So yeah, same. Because uh, there's such a small window of opportunity there with running backs anyways and you can kind of get them for a dime a dozen now but yeah you can grab them in the seventh round right so um kind of sliding into our bold claims of the week this is going to be kind of a shorter podcast because there's not really much going on this part of the off season but uh we're doing our bold claims of the week again because that seemed to do really good last week um again if you really agree or really don't agree with Dalton and I's bold claims, go ahead and let us know. Have a have a healthy discussion with us on social media at Rachel NFL or at NFL Dalton. <laughs> but uh, my first bold claim of the week, hating the Broncos has become trendy and it's low-key annoying. This because we're it's because we're bad. Yeah, I, I get that. And I totally agree with that. We are. But it's like, it's kind of, it's just upsetting that we've become this such bad? a joke. And for example, um, the Broncos did their schedule release video with Peyton Manning and this, I can't, sorry, I'm blanking her name. You'll probably hate me. But this lady, I think her name's Angela from the office and they put a lot of work in their schedule release video. And I guess um, <clears throat> if you've watched the office before the whole um schedule release video was kind of off the office themed and it was kind of it was funny it was kind of quirky but just because of how not good the team has been over the past few seasons it's like people automatically just like dismissed the video and just automatically labeled it cringy and it was i thought i haven't watched many episodes of the office but i thought it was kind of cute um miles the mascot did a pretty good job as well and it's like i also think a lot of this has to do with russell wilson being our quarterback because he kind of is he's kind of a little corny sometimes and i think this all started honestly with the let's ride thing (laughs) But it's, no, that's gonna haunt us for years. I know it's it's just it, I don't know. I think it's kind of following Russell Wilson. So maybe if and when he's not our quarterback anymore, we won't get it this bad. But because the trade has so far not really gone our way, and he hasn't performed like he's needed to perform, neither has the team as a whole. We we're getting kind of clowned on it doesn't matter literally what kind of post it is on social media or whatever we just aren't taking as seriously anymore and I really really don't want to fall into like permanent clown territory where like the Raiders are (laughs) where they're just like permanently associated no matter what they do record wise they're just permanently associated with being bad Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And I really don't want to fall into that t- category, but we are certainly teetering on it. So, Dalton, what's your bold claim? There will be a lot of eyes on Pat Sertain and Justin, Justin Jefferson in our primetime game with the Vikings, and I think Pat Sertain will lock him down. Yeah, it's going to be a fun matchup. Uh, two of the best at their position, top five easily for the both of them. That is going to be certainly one to watch. Do you have another one, Dalton? I have us sneaking into the last spot in the wild card round. Ooh, okay. I don't think we're winning the division, but I also think we can squeak into the last last spot. The AFC South is pretty weak right now. Um, the NFC North kind of just it's a everywhere. It can go anywhere. You mean depending AFC on North? AFC North. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> and then the AFC East has I don't know if Aaron Rodgers will be good this year. Josh Allen might not might still be kind of hurt. Uh, the Patriots are going to be mid, I think, uh, and the Dolphins, I don't know, depending on Tua's health. So <laughs> if every, I think we could sneak into the last round or last spot. Yeah. thing is, speaking of the Patriots, I got yelled at by many people for saying Mac Jones is mid ahead of his draft. I got yelled at. And, like, I, I mean, come on. He's the epitome of mid now and... Whatever, I'm just going to put that out there right now and say I was pretty much correct on that front. So I didn't deserve any of the yelling at that I got. Yeah, he is pretty mid thus far. Mm-hmm. All right, my last bold claim of the week is Javante Williams and Samaje P. Ryan will form one of the best running back duos in the league. Do you think that's kind of overreaching, Dalton? No, just a mm, no. I don't think it's overreaching. I just think it'll take next next year to see its full capability. I mean, it also heavily relies on the offensive line, and that's true. My hope is that we've gotten better with our free agent additions of Ben Powers and Mike McGlinchey. So I think we have. I think it definitely have, and I hope Garrett Bowles can come back and perform just as good, if not better, than he was performing. Thing is, he's been, like, so up and down throughout his career, and it's kind of driving me nuts. It's like, let's just say if he were in a contract year, would you hand him a new contract, Alton? Not a bit. Not a terribly big one. Yeah. I also think Quinn Miners will be good. Quinn Miners is a beast. What Like, he's the Bella. I I don't know where Dalton Reisner will go. He's he gone. hasn't been signed anywhere. Yeah, he's gone, yeah. Did he get signed? Nope. I'm about to say, I don't think he got signed yet, but he's he's probably not coming back. The center might be a position to watch. I don't really know what we would do with that position, though, you know? Yeah. We drafted one in the seventh round, Alex Forsythe, correct? Yeah, he was kind of expected to go as an undrafted free agent slash priority undrafted free agent, so his ratings were not entirely good. Um... It, it'll be interesting because Lloyd Cushenberry has kind of been not that good. Mid. Yeah. And that's kind of a super key position for the center and the quarterback to be on the True. same page. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because we don't want a reenactment of Super Bowl 48 with the football going over uh, our heads again. <laughs> you know what picture haunts me to this day? What? I think we've mentioned this on a podcast before, but the picture of Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Dalton Reisner sitting together on the bench, mm. I think in the Houston game. Yeah, the game where they they that was like one of our best games that we've had. We in destroyed. The Drew Locke we era. Just, it, it was it was it was Houston with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and we absolutely cooked them. <sighs> yeah, we thought that was the future right there. Yup, and now look where we are. Funny how things work out, huh? But you mm, know. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. As much as we joke about it, I mean, I like to be cautiously optimistic about the Broncos going forward. Hopefully. Yeah. Cause I don't... I'm going to be cautiously optimistic too this year. Yeah. Because I don't Especially want the first, first, first half of the season. If we do good, I'm just, I'm not really going to feel anything until the last few games start kicking in because those, <laughs> the chargers back to back, the chiefs in under three weeks. We, back- yeah, we kind of have a decently leveled out schedule. It could be much worse in terms of what games are played when. So it's kind of up and down in terms of difficulty, yada, yada, where our bye week is. So it's not like we start super easy and then just get abs- get an absolute onslaught of difficulty. Because I think that's kind of what happened last year was technically if we would have performed like an actual football team the first half of our schedule was kind of supposed to be easy and then then it got super difficult but nothing went according to plan last season so (laughs) thank you for tuning into this episode of the broncos binge podcast the broncos binge podcast will be released on wednesdays and we hope you will tune in for future episodes if you have any comments or suggestions on sections of the podcast you'd like to see us add let us know we're entering kind of a little bit of a snow, a slow period here before you really pick up once training camp starts. So we really hope you'll stick with us and our fellow Mile High Broncos podcasts because this season is surely, surely going to get better than last season's. Once again, I am your host, Rachel Strand. And I am Dalton Coble. Thanks for listening and go Broncos.